We may be heading into the off-season of World Triathlon Racing, but with a huge Olympic year ahead, it is the perfect time to look back at some of the younger names that made an impact in 2023 and suddenly have Olympic places in their sights. We get the new mini-series underway with 22-year-old Katia Shah, who anchored the Swiss team to Mixed Relay World Championship bronze in Hamburg, took fourth place in the Under-23 World Championships Pontevedra and then crushed her first World Cup podium with bronze in Rome. Currently 33rd in the Olympic rankings, Paris 2024 is now a very real prospect for both the individual and mixed relay for her. So we get to grips with the journey there, overcoming self-doubt and proclivity for a party and emerging from the COVID years as a new force in Swiss triathlon. Hello. Hello. How's it all going? Are you just sort of, uh, are you actually able to take some time off or is it still all go at the moment? Uh, begin the training again since uh, almost three weeks now. Right. So it's already full on uh, <laughs> winter preparation. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and actually I'm doing a, like a special training block right now, like in swimming. So it's really tough mentally for me. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, Katia, you are first up in this mini series of new chats with some of the younger names to have broken through in 2023 uh, and looking for big years next year. So we'll be talking to Dylan McCulloch of New Zealand, Marty Kropko of Hungary, um, who I was going to ask if you knew Marta or if you'd raced with her, but it turns out she's actually interviewed her before for her blog, right? I just found yeah. this as I was... Yeah, she was she was training in uh, in Switzerland with us uh, this season because uh, she's trained by uh, Nico, my coach. So, yeah, we saw us sometimes. Ah, right. So just to, as a bit of background, so you grew up, is it Mezier, just north of Lausanne? Yeah. Is that, like, is that your hometown? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I grew up uh, oh, I'm there since I'm born, <laughs> so yeah. I did my whole life there and all my school in Mezier and then Lausanne. Um, but yeah, then uh, in 2020, uh, I moved a bit for triathlon. And that's, I mean, it's like, what, an hour and a half from Circe, more or less, or a bit more, like, from yeah, Mezier to, yeah. So would you, Circe is a... um uh residential like you would you would stay there and be based there and, and be on campus would you and, and training all on the same site is that is that the setup? yeah i i lived there for two years but uh actually now i'm back in mezier with my parents uh-huh. uh and i will do only training camp uh with nico because he he does uh his own um train uh training group now mm-hmm. uh so we will do like a lot of training camps uh, in Spain as well uh, with the team. So, yeah, I think I will be almost always uh, traveling and doing some training camps or blogs. Yeah. When you say team, do you mean Nico's training squad or the Swiss team itself? Is he? Uh, Nico's squad. Oh, it just changed uh, now, like <laughs> this this month. Who's uh, who's on the squad? Who are the other faces that you're you're training with? Uh, Livia Gross, she's now with me. Uh-huh. Uh, otherwise, there is uh, Jamie Riddle, Alex Hilario, Theo Texero, um, 
Paul George Tum, euh, Martha Kropko, euh, Ivana Kuryakova, Shane Williams. Oh, and maybe I forget people's, I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't say any, uh, everyone. So yeah, I'm sorry, but it's a bit new. So we, we didn't train, uh, a lot all together right now. So yeah, we'll see how it will be. Okay. So you're expecting like the first all coming together over the next couple of weeks, are you? It's good, like exciting crew of young fast young athletes there isn't it yeah 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 we'll meet uh all together i think uh uh 6th january yeah in south africa so yeah and a good like array of different sort of uh strengths in there right are you when it comes to sort of training in the pool with marty kropko or like on the bike with jamie riddle like <laughs> they're, they're kind of they're good folks to be keeping up with are they Uh, yeah, I think it will be really interesting to to train with them. But I think the most important is also to to get along well with the others because yeah, for me it's more important to to can have a great chat with the with the others uh, training partner than really like to be on the same level because you can always like do some training together even if you're not like exactly at the same level or yeah well and you're spending so much i obviously you guys train hard and spend a lot of hours in the pool and bike and track but like there's also a lot of downtime right where you need to be you need to be able to like be comfortable around all those people i mean yeah yeah i think uh almost oh and a lot of training you push yourself hard and it can be sometimes mentally really hard as well Um, so it's good if you have uh, great people around you, but uh, I'm sure it will be. And uh, Nico is also a coaching who who can manage really well the mental aspect. So mm. yeah, <laughs> when you are in a down, you're not alone. That's cool. Yeah, you, you know it's different when you when you live with the other athletes. If you're always like at home alone, and then you get to the training, there is not that much problem. Uh, like between the athletes of the feeling it's more like when you're you're living together so that will be interesting to see how it goes <laughs> speaking of which how has it been moving back home then with the with the parents <laughs> how's that worked out after like the freedom of a quite long season to then you know be back in with the folks yeah it's nice to to be back home with the parents and like to to have more chat with them but uh, because I think uh, they miss it a bit <laughs> because now all the kids are out of the house so they are really happy that I'm I'm back home but uh, yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes uh, right now it's it doesn't feel really like home because I was so much out uh, of my house so I need to to be again Uh, used to it <laughs> or like feel at home uh, there again but it will come I'm sure so were you the last of your brothers and sisters to fly the coop as it were leave home <laughs> uh, yeah my my sister and my brother are much older so like 30 and 28 so they are both like leaving my sister is leaving the 
village next to us, so she's really close. And my brother is like 30 minutes away from us. So, yeah, I can see them sometimes, but, you know, it's hard to, <laughs> to yeah, to find the right time. Yeah. Well, Amezia is quite a small town, right? I was like, just seeing there's only about a thousand residents of the where you're where you're from, no? And and yeah, that is where yeah. you are now, right? So, yeah, is that? Um... Yeah, it's it's not in the city. It's like really, like in middle of uh, of the country. <laughs> I don't know how to say, but uh, yeah, best place to live. Yeah, you love. Did you love growing up there? Like, was that kind of what informed your your sporty? Because you know, if you're in a small place as well, I don't know. Does that make it easier or harder to like excel to get to the top of of sport? I mean, as you were growing up, like your your background is actually a bit more swim and run than bike, isn't it? Even though you would be regarded as you know one of the stronger bikers out there. Yeah, I never really did uh, bike races when I was younger. Oh, also now. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's it was a good place like to to go outside, play with uh, the others, uh, or the friends, and and things like that. But for really performance sports, it wasn't really the right place, or not for triathlon because it was uh, always uh, like take the car to the to the swimming pool and then the yeah the parents always need to to bring me to the pool and back and that was a bit annoying and it's not the perfect place uh, for that um but i think yeah the culture is a bit uh, of sport and it was uh, i began like sport and running with a uh, other children so was there a sense of like trying to uh keep up with your older brother and sister as well or at least like show what you can do if they, they're a, a fair bit older than you are they yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah I think it also pushed me because I always wanted to do the same as the olders and I always wanted to be as good and do the same activity as my brother and sister so yeah, maybe that pushed me uh, also, but they're not doing, uh, they're not doing like performance sport now. Mm. You know, it's only mid-November, not had a huge gap since your last race in Rome and it's already back to the, back to the pool. So yeah, how, how much do you need to call on that? Like those sort of memories and the, the enjoyment and the, you know, what you are, what you know you are capable of or want to be able to push yourself to to keep that motivation for like you said you know it's you're you're in this period now of going back to some serious work in the pool which is never like a triathlete's favorite session i don't think is yeah or majority so yeah how hard has it been getting back in i think actually it was good <laughs> because already after the first uh, week of off season i was already uh missing to train oh yeah <laughs> so so actually it's it's good uh i really like to do other things but um yeah I, I was at home and i saw a lot of friends uh but when you have like no plan the whole day or not like you cannot plan your day with the trainings then sometimes uh, i get really bored so 
so yeah it's good to like find the rhythm and be productive and train so yeah i think uh now it's a bit harder than the first week of training <laughs> but uh still okay yeah yeah i think uh, i am i'm also enjoying like the training otherwise it will be to be a long journey yeah? but, you, but you do have to like reprogram for the off season right it's yeah that because it's important to switch off to some extent and it's pretty difficult to switch off like you said you quite quickly can start climbing the walls and getting stir crazy right you don't want to yeah you don't want to lose that edge but at the same time it's good to just try and get a real clean break for a little while no yeah it's it's important to for me to do to do that uh, every year but i think as well it's good to do like little break really short like one or two days during the season if you if i need to because otherwise the season is really long so mm. i think yeah if if i need a, a switch off again uh, during the the winter season i will do it because i think it's uh, it's important and yeah and you did go into the off season off the back of your first world cup podium right bronze in rome so that has to be about as good a way of taking you know go it's as good a thing to take into an off season as you can get, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was a, a good feeling. But after Rome, I did uh, also uh, Neom, uh, the Super League. So that was a bit uh, not the race I wanted to. Maybe I was already in off season in my head <laughs> after Rome. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, a bit. Not the same feeling as uh, after Rome. Uh, I thought, ah, maybe I should stop after Rome. But uh, but yeah, anyway, I think I can take take with me a lot uh, about this last season. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you let your hair down a bit at the end of the season? Is there a bit of a small window of, right, we're just going to have a couple of days of partying and just kind of... Yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of person who likes to to party and to enjoy as well uh, to celebrate great things happens of course i did it and i think i, I also needed it so it was good yeah so the as far as like the the swiss team itself it's obviously been a big year for you but also a big couple of years for the swiss you know relay team and and individually as well um so yeah are you have you been or will you be getting together, whether it's in Cersei or elsewhere, with the rest of the guys and, um, you know, having those sort of meetings, looking ahead a bit to Paris, just in the, you know, bronze also in the Mixed Relay World Championships yeah. um, this year? <laughs> yeah, so we, that- uh, we had uh, the Olympic uh, Swiss uh, uh, meeting. It's right. like with all the other sport. Uh, but uh, the next weekend, uh, we'll have the, the Swiss Triathlon meeting um, and also like with the Long List Paris, uh, we will do uh, another meeting. So, yeah, so yeah, we, we will discuss a bit about this next season. And I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but because like every time we, we discuss about it and like plan a bit the things. I'm like getting excited because I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's it's almost there. 
it is almost there and it's but it's also because it's come so quickly right or relatively speaking so quickly only had your first WTCS last year right was it Montreal 22 uh yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um but yeah you you must be in the kind of driving seat among the Swiss women for for qualification what is it that that what, what, what will it take to stamp that ticket to Paris right now uh, they didn't give me like one things that I I still need to to do to prove my 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 potential. Um, so I think uh, I will just do my plan the best way as uh, as I can to to prepare the Olympics, and then we'll see uh, like the the qualification what they will do. But for sure, I will try to do, to do my best race in Cagliari. Because right. it's Olympic distance and yeah. there is not that much travel, so we'll go there and yeah, I hope uh, I hope I can I can um, do my best there. Uh, but yeah, the when the Olympic areas are all already like done, I cannot really like do something more. <laughs> so yeah, we, we'll see we'll see the decision. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's one thing like proving yourself to the Federation, but also proving something to yourself, right? That you've, that you belong on that Olympic start line. And, and this last year has surely, if there were any nagging doubts, you must be really like able to visualize yourself on that Paris start line and, and being able to give a really good account of yourself. Yeah, I think actually at the beginning of the 2023 season, I didn't, uh, I wasn't at all sure. I was like, okay, I have high expectation about what I want to reach and like, we'll go all in and try everything to, to do my best and prove them that uh, I'm, I'm good enough to, to start in Paris. Uh, but at the end, yeah, uh, that surprised me really uh, on a good side, uh, and yeah, now yeah, now I can really see me on the start line, even if if it's not sure. But you know, it's never sure. So yeah, yeah, we need to to stay healthy and and everything. So yeah, yeah, that that world championships in Hamburg, the mixed relay world champs, as a as a galvanizing moment for the team as well, and and you know, you, you had the anchor leg, right? It was you that had the responsibility of bringing home that, that medal. Um, yeah, I think during relay, I'm always more stressed because uh, it's like a race, not only for me, but also as well for the team. And yeah, I mean, like when you see that the team is doing really well and you're still on the top of the field, uh, the, the nervosity is going really up and it was like all on me so at the same time it's a really good challenge because you are at the front so you know i can we can like do a a, a medal and good results but at the same time yeah it's, it's a bit of pressure for me um but during the race it was crazy a lot of a uh, lot of people there to watch so it was a good atmosphere but 
I was like so so tired at the end. I couldn't like run faster. I was like giving everything, and <laughs> the the coach of the federation was was telling me, "Yeah, you can do it. Go, go." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not sure I will do better than where I am now." <laughs> Just like finish the race. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, really hard, but uh, really good memory. One of the best podiums to be on as well. Surely, twelve of you. In Hamburg, <laughs> massive glasses of beer being thrown around the place. Yeah, it's funny, the massive glasses. <laughs> Didn't Max, like, chuck his over? Was it his dad in the crowd? He went over, took his glass over to the crowd and then sort of flung yeah, yeah, yeah. Arthur. Yeah, he, he bring his uh, his beer to, to his family because uh, there was a lot of people for him there. So, yeah. <laughs> Brung it to his family. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> I think it was more <laughs> drenched his, uh, yeah, drenched him with it. So that, um, if if we go back to like Montreal 2022 and that and that first WTCS, um, which was only about six months after your first World Cup, right? Which was Carla Vivari 2021. Um, how? Mm, yeah. Well, we'll go back a little bit further then. 2018 and 2019, your first junior world champs. Um, memories of, of back then? Because Gold Coast 2018 was pretty big deal for uh, someone from Mezier, I'd imagine. Like, you know, your two world champs were Lausanne, <laughs> what Lausanne which couldn't have been closer, and Gold Coast, which couldn't have been any further away. Yeah, I think uh, Gold Coast uh, is a really good memory, but... It was like a lot of travel, and I had to, I really struggled with the same change zone, like mm-hmm. uh, the yeah time different. Yeah, the time difference. Yeah, exactly. Now, if I'm thinking about what I, I was doing at this time, I <laughs> I'm like laughing a bit. So <laughs> I think I wasn't really ready for like a world champ, but yeah, I mean it's the junior time, so I think that's normal. Mm. Uh, and Lausanne was a really special good moment for me because it was at home and really near from my uh, high school so there were people from the school who came to to see me so yeah it was it was a really good time and yeah I think uh, I enjoyed a bit more Lausanne than uh, Gold Coast (laughs) even yeah if it was my. I think the the travel to Gold Coast. It was my first travel outside of the Europe. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. big travel. Big deal for uh, how old were you? Like eighteen at the time then. Eighteen, yeah, eighteen yeah. or seventeen. No, I think eighteen. So actually, like just qualifying to get there was probably as big a deal as going in the first place, was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I think I remember. I was like. Third at the oh, fourth at the uh, Swiss Championship Elite. So right. that was uh, the way I qualified, I think. So yeah, it was it was uh, really good. Yeah. If you actually look at those the start lists from the the Junior World Champ start lists in in Lausanne and Gold Coast, like there's not a huge number of like familiar names that have that have kicked on from that period. Like, do you think? I don't know. Do you think the COVID window had something to do with that? People's just very different approaches. It probably, I guess it must have forced some people 
completely away from triathlon. Some people would have been able to kind of crack on and, and train a bit more densely perhaps than if they'd been racing as well. Maybe it's COVID, but I think it's like every year a bit the same. Like when you come from the junior, then you don't know really the plan you're going to have for your whole life. Like you don't know if you will want to to be all only in triathlon and like it was it was really the case for me when I was younger uh, I wanted to do only triathlon but you you have like also other things in the head and then like a lot of people change their way uh, I will not say that oh, I'm not sure it's only because of uh, COVID you know mm. it's also like the the more normal way that the the people's change yeah 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 yeah. but did you feel you were able to kind of turn that period into into a positive it was like you know it was 20 months that you between racing for you um did you feel ready for that Carla Vivari debut in 2021 um the result was good (laughs) (laughs) how to say uh I think the the COVID period didn't bring me the same as maybe other athletes <laughs> because uh, I didn't really try anything about uh, about the sport. I tried more like things next to sport. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so I was uh, a bit less uh, into that and I didn't have a lot of goal about the travel because I was like, yeah, anywhere there is no races. So oh, so you actually saw. Like, you parked I was just like training and tri- changing completely my like routine and the things I did. And mm. um, actually, then end of twenty twenty, I signed a paper with the army, and uh, to to go for six months and train uh, there. Uh, and the coach there was Nico, yeah. but like just before to leave to go there, I was like, not even like. I didn't even want to go there. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's now assigned, so I will, I will need to go. But then uh, I really saw like what it is to, to be more professional and do only triathlon and all this, this life. And that's what uh, I really liked. And then I think in 2021, um, it was a good year for me. But I was injured uh, at the beginning of the, the year for four months. So it was a bit hard and I, I didn't, I wasn't really prepared how I, how I wanted to. But yeah, still, I think it was a good race. So the army thing, so did you see like 2020, been triathlon for a little while, uh, obviously had some fun and then felt like you needed a bit of the uh the army lifestyle to get back on track or was it just a it was an opportunity to get back into it and and be paid and yeah it was a big opportunity for me and I think if I didn't do it I will maybe not be here right now because uh yeah I think it was the time for me like to to leave uh Mezier and to be more like with other athletes and have a look about like how is it to to live really like all in as a professional athlete so I think it was really good to do it at this moment because it was like what I what I needed to like a bit of uh, structure and 
not to be at home always and do other things yeah yeah because you know i'm someone i want to do everything so when i'm at home i just want like i cannot say no like i want to do all the things and then i have too much thing uh, to like too much yeah too much Ah. next to training so right it was too much other stuff i was thinking like were you talking about spending days on end just in your pajamas and not leaving the house but no it was (laughs) it was a bit the opposite was it yeah yeah there there was also a lot of off days uh at home that was more beginning of 2020 but i think it was a bit maybe different in switzerland uh, as for other country i don't know like it was a a bit less uh, strict for us sure so then yeah breaking into the first wtcs in montreal um and it was the it was the super sprint format right over two days qualifiers three super sprints which on paper wasn't necessarily going to be your forte i don't know we've kind of come to think of you as more of a olympic distance hilly kitzball carla vivari type athlete but it obviously really suited you um, yeah, I think uh, I really enjoy it, and it was—it's uh, one of my favorite uh, formats, uh, ah. <laughs> like until now. So, so yeah, it was—it was a, a. I think it was better to start like that than with an Olympic distance in WTCS, or yeah. a bit more funny, you know, <laughs> like uh, yeah, if if it's going. If it's going bad during an Olympic uh, distance, then you have a, a really lonely moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if it's not going well in super sprint, then yeah, it's hard, but it's really short. So it's okay. Did you feel, was it at all like intimidating breaking into the, the you know, getting that first series start and athletes lounge do's and don'ts you're in there for the first time with yeah the biggest names on the planet um did you did you kind of feel at home quite quickly or was it quite difficult uh yeah for me it it was like so crazy to be there next to next to the athletes that i was like watching on tv and i was like so excited about everything and (laughs) yeah for me it was i think i was really like already uh, on a high just to be on the start line <laughs> with the orders so um, I think that also brings me like uh, an easy way to start because I was so just happy to be there that uh, yeah it was uh, I was like in a good uh, mental position yeah I made it through to the finals there obviously um, and then in Hamburg this year it was made it through to the top 10 right finished eighth overall yes um yeah that that kind of kick-starting that run of event of results well maybe it kick-started in the european championships more like yeah where did that that madrid race kind of rank in terms of your like coming of age moments i suppose in that yeah yeah i think uh when i started to this race you know like every time before i race you you watch the start list um like I didn't thought that uh, I would be able to to go on the on the podium. Oh, of course, uh, that's always what I want to. But <laughs> you know, sometimes you believe a bit more than others. 
Um, so yeah, I think it was a it was a really good race for me, and as well that it was a duathlon. It's like it was an opportunity for me, and and I take it, and yeah, I did the best of that. And, um, yeah, I think uh, it's a, a bit the first. Oh, yeah, it's like a, a good title to have. You know, if we're looking back at, at some of the the highs of the last year, how where did that fourth in Pontevedra sit? I mean, like, it was all looking so good off the bike and over that first lap. Yeah, I think maybe the problem was that I was uh, a bit too like stressed during the bike. Like I was a bit scared to to do too much. Uh, like when we were all together, so maybe that was a bit. Uh, the problem about that oh that's what uh i think now after the race <laughs> uh i should have been like all in also in the bike and not uh, be scared to to push too, too much or something like that but anyway then the run until 5k it was okay and then when the orders passed me i think mentally i also like completely blow up um Maybe now what I can say it's maybe it will have be better to like not be in the lead but just like follow the orders and st- stay behind until uh, until I I can no more until the end. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, it was it was a fourth place, um, really tough for me, even if at the same time. You can see that on a good side, like fourth in the world, it's also really good. So, um, so yeah. But <laughs> for me, it was more a lose than than a, a win. Which made Rome what only two weeks later all the more satisfying, I guess. Like, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Are you the type of athlete that do you tend to beat yourself up a bit over races that don't go right or and focus on little things that you would have liked to improve or do you find it easy to to move on uh and did you were you able to you know were you using Pontevedra as a bit of fuel in Rome um or had you already kind of moved on and we're just focusing on that last race mm, I think the, when I when I'm not happy with myself I can I can take a lot and improve like a lot of things like because I'm uh, thinking a lot about what I did after the race. Um, so I think I, I take it a bit uh, with me until the Rum. But at the start line of when I when I started in Rome, I had I didn't have the Pontevedra in my head. I was really. I think what was really good in Rome, it it was like in the morning of the race, I could really be there in the moment and and like have nothing else in my mind and just like the 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 main points in my mind at this time was just like trying to to enjoy the race because that's why i'm racing and it was a great course right for a debut in in rome it was it was definitely one that was able to kind of bring the best out of everyone i think yeah i think uh i think it was a, a really really nice uh, bike course and um, yeah i could i could like uh show uh, my strength yeah 
Will you have one more crack at the under 23s next year? Are you are you still eligible? You are, right? Uh yeah, next year I'm still 22. So do you think you'll probably go for that one last title or is it too early to take <laughs> out there? Because you know, it's not sometimes people kind of prefer to kick on and do the elites, right? It's uh it's not a full goal. Yeah. Um I really don't know. It was already a lot of discussion this year to to know if I will start in U23 or elite. Mm. But um, yeah, in, in U23, it's always a good opportunity. But when you start there as like a good already, like when you already a lot in the elite races, you have the feeling like you need to to like do a good result. And then the focus is more on the results. And then when it's not going as planned, it's harder than if you're starting elite. So it will be, again, a hard decision, I think. But we will see. Still have a lot of time until there. (laughs) A lot of time. A lot of time. It's it's an unpredictable race, isn't it? Always as well. Like you've got you know quite a lot of still quite raw talent. You get some crazy breakaways, and you you can never really call the under twenty three world champs. I don't think. Yeah, because there is no other races, only U twenty three. So you can never like predict what will happen, like because there is no other one uh, during the year. So so yeah, <laughs> it's uh, always interesting. So what? Yeah, one thing that you brought in in twenty twenty three to your racing or training that uh, has worked out, and one that you will not be doing again in twenty twenty four. I think the first thing I'm thinking about is uh, a bit uh, mental training because uh, I started to do, um, yeah, a mental training, <laughs> uh, and I think it changed a bit my my vision of like how to to get to the start line and how to like be or uh, which place you you're in uh, when you start uh, the race and that's something I, I could really improve and uh, I really felt that it helped me so yeah I think I will take it that with me as well uh, for next uh, year what was the more important for me it was like the pressure and like the stress before the races Sometimes it brings me a, a bit more, like it it, it doesn't help. <laughs> so we we use some tools like to to be more uh, on a way, like to see the races as a challenge and be like excited about racing and like be more about yeah how how I will be able to to enjoy and like yeah to really see the. Uh, the, the race is maybe a bit in an other way that it can like be less stressful but more something about what I'm excited yeah mm. so what else uh for for 2024 in, in the next say you know you're heading to South Africa in January for this training block what will be what will be the the key things that you're looking to to get out of it or, or bring in for for the new year I think there I will really like looking forward to do some open water and be able to ride outside because when you're in Switzerland in January, it's, it's really hard or really cold. <laughs> so, um, so that will be the, the really great things and also to train a bit in the heat to, 
to be used to it. Yeah. And as far as like race targets, do you go into a season thinking, right, this is what I want to tick off. This is the result that I want to try and get this, this year. Like, I think my big target uh, of next year, obviously it's the, the Olympic games. Um, but uh, I think uh, I would love to to do also a really good race to prepare uh, the Olympic Games, like in Cagliari, as I said before. Yeah. Great. All right, Katia, thank you very much. Been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for for reaching to me. Yeah, it was it was nice to have a chat and have this opportunity to to like be in a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, it's been it's been great. Um, roll on for Big Twenty Twenty Four. Good luck out there. Thank you, thank you. Ciao, ciao. Yep.